0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Grow Your Life Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Krakowski, and on this podcast, we talk about ways for you to grow in your life and in your business. Now, today is a special treat. It's not gonna be a video podcast, it's just audio, but I'm doing an intro here. I got a chance to head up to Dallas, Texas with Rick Pino, and we were in the car, so he's been a client of mine for a couple of years now, we've helped him build multiple seven-figure business in coaching and course creation, and he gives some of his strategies to you of what he wishes that he knew when he got started, how he's able to balance having multiple seven-figure businesses with his family and faith, and the number one thing that you need to start doing if you're a course creator or a coach to see success. So let's jump into this podcast episode. You don't want to miss it. We'll talk soon. Hey, Rick, how are you doing today? It's great to have you here with the podcast. Yo, good to be here with everybody. So, Rick, tell, tell the podcast a little bit about um, you and your background and, you know, what you have as far as as a coach, as a course creator. You're, you're a musician, uh, but then you have a business as well. Tell them a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so I've, uh, I've been like a traveling, touring musician. I'm actually worship leader. Um, for almost 20 years now I've been doing that and have had some you know, pretty decent success with that It's gone really good uh, About four, almost five years ago now I, uh, I started discovering, man, there's a lot of people who need training in what I do um, So around that time, um, on a different wavelength even Me and Jeremiah were connecting I've known his wife actually for probably close to 15 years now and that was kind of organically happening as a friendship on the side, and and it just so happened he's like, well, dude, I can help you create your course and get your coaching program going. So that's kind of how it's happened, and it's it's done very very well. That's awesome, and
0: so. A lot of people who listen to this podcast, they're either just getting started or they've been at it for a long time but really struggled to gain traction, really struggled to get people to listen to them. They have a great message. I would say everybody who listens to the podcast, they have something like the, the content is fire. Yep. It's incredible. They're an incredible coach. They're an incredible teacher. But they're struggling to get people to actually listen and mobilize people. What, what would you say as far as one of the biggest pieces of advice that you might give to help mobilize people? I mean, for me, just hearing you mention that, the first thing that comes to mind is,
1: you know, whenever you're putting out content, there always has to be a a CTA, a call to action. Um, Otherwise, you're just a floating, talking head to them. In, In my content, in my coaching, in my courses, all the stuff we're putting out... I like to call people to action at the end, you know, even if it's a simple call to action, like, Hey guys, leave a, leave a fire emoji or, you know, drop it in the comments where you're watching from or something like that. Just something to get them to engage with you because if they're not engaging with you, they're only listening to you. I want them to be interacting with me because I've found that whenever there's actually interaction with, with your community, there's a lot more, um, rapport that is built, you know, and you, you get, you build trust way quicker when you're interact instead of them just listening to you. That's good. And, and how important is trust? Trust is incredible. In fact, there's a book called the speed of trust. Um, I forget the author's name, but the book is called the speed of trust. It's by in... Stephen R. Covey, it's Stephen, That's what it is. R. Yep. Covey. So in the book, the speed of trust, he actually talks about how the punchline of any relationship, whether it's romantic friendship, business, any of it Um, coaching, coaching, courses, courses. Yes. Yeah. The punchline of the relationship is trust. And the faster you can get to trust, the faster there can be interaction and value exchange between that relationship. So, I mean, trust is the most important thing. Like think about it. If you don't have trust with somebody, it's going to slow down the relationship. But if you trust somebody, it's, it speeds up the relationship. So, Trust is the most important thing.
0: What would you say to people that are like, how do I make sure that people take action and actually do what I say when I'm coaching them? And how do I hold them accountable to to actually take action on what, what I coach and teach people on? Yeah,
1: I, I think that's a great question. I think we can be there to provide accountability. And that's an absolute gigantic part of coaching and mentoring and helping people in whatever sphere you're, you're coaching or creating courses around. But... I actually think that there is no, there's no literal or physical way for us to get anybody to take action because at the end of the day, we are only responsible for our own personal mm. actions. Um, I can, I can say all the right things, do all the right things, um, you know, give them all the resources, keep them accountable, show up for the calls, give them the courses, etc. But at the end of the day, it's up to them. Are they actually going to do what we are encouraging them to do. You know, and I I know that a lot of your audience are very spiritual. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm a spiritual guy. Even one of Jesus's followers was a guy named Judas. And could you imagine being discipled by Jesus for three years and Judas still, you know, didn't do what Jesus discipled (laughs) him to do. So So if Jesus's disciples aren't going to do what he encouraged them to do, how am I going to get them to do what I'm, what I'm trying to get them to do? The, The point is this, We can just simply do our best and live our life with as much authenticity as possible in front of them, keep them accountable, provide all the value for them. But at the end of the day, it's not up to me for somebody to take responsibility for
0: their actions. It's up to them. That's amazing. And then I think another thing too, a lot of course creators, like they, they take on too much false responsibility. A lot of coaches, yep. too much false responsibility. Like, oh, I'm a failure if such and such didn't take action. I think even parents could deal with that a little bit, somewhat. And 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 at the end of the day, I think that learning how to lead people, but then really also giving them the opportunity to fail, to learn the lessons on their own is so important. Yeah. Rick, what's something that you, that you would say that you wish that you knew when you first got started with your courses, with your coaching, you were in ministry and songwriting, and that you wish that you knew, but it took the School of Hard Knocks for you to really learn those lessons. What would one of those lessons be? You know, I think I think instead of just like going through the School of Hard Knocks, it's something that
1: I, I learned very quickly, just showing up every day, putting out content, creating courses, doing coaching, all of that stuff. If you are not living your message, It's one thing to have lived the message and then create a course or some coaching around it. It's a whole different ball game to live your message. Um, Because what I have found, the only thing that's really helping these people, it's not necessarily the way I say it, it's not the quote itself, it's the authenticity I have to impart to them. Whether that's you're, you're in health, whether that's you're a spiritual coach, a business coach, any of that stuff, I want to be able to impart authenticity to them. So it's, it, I think, and that's where a lot of course creators, coaches, you know, they, they get a little bit in their heads about, they think about, oh, I gotta say it the right way, I gotta do it perfect. And Jeremiah, me and you talk about taking imperfect action all the time, exactly. you know, the, the best thing to do is just simply be authentic, live your message, mm-hmm. because when you're living your message, you can impart it the, the most powerfully with the most impact. If you're really not doing it, you're gonna dry up on ideas, you're gonna dry up on resources, on ways to help them. So I would encourage everybody, man, you gotta be living it. You gotta be the real
0: deal. Cause if you're not, it's gonna dry up for you really quick. That's so good. And and to that, taking imperfect action, you know, you're you're a guy who when you know you love quality of media and brand and graphics and videos and audios as course creators and coaches especially those that are starting out they don't have a staff they don't have a team how like important is it to obsess hours and hours over the perfect quality of their design and their brand and their videos well I'll tell you this right now and and
1: Jeremiah has helped me do this so through our membership site we've had probably close to 12 or 13,000 Members total since wow. we opened it up, right? So we've had twelve to thirteen thousand people come through our membership. That's a lot of data to to study. And what we found is nobody has said a word. If I created a beautiful-looking, perfect course on my five thousand-dollar cameras, compared to me literally being in my backyard, we did an experiment. And I told everybody, guys, I'm going to shoot this next module or this next uh, series of modules on my phone in my backyard with my dog running around, my kids screaming and jumping, playing on the trampoline. And guys, I, I did it. I recorded one on my phone and literally no one said a word about either of them. No one complained. (laughs) They didn't feel like the value wasn't there. They they weren't like, what? He recorded on his phone. If anything, they appreciated it more. And so I think people get way into their heads about making it perfect You again. It just goes back to my last thought. Like, as long as there's authenticity, man, you can shoot it on your phone. You can shoot it on a nice camera. As long as you can deliver that value, man, that's what's going to really, you know, help the people who you're
0: called to to coach and inspire. That's awesome. What's uh, what's something that you would say as far as people? I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. You know, I want to sell my courses for cheap, like seventeen bucks, twenty seven bucks because I want I just want to impact people. I don't want to make any, any money at it. And maybe they're hesitant by the idea, like high ticket kind of scares them. $1,000 courses, $2,000 courses, even $500 courses. What would you say to that? And as somebody who has gone through it, you know, a lot of your stuff when we started was a little bit cheaper on the cheaper end. I know we were talking about this the other day. What would you say to that? Yeah, I, I got a couple of ideas on this. First
1: of all, um, you know if if you're a person called to business and you're trying to get a business off the ground and you're saying oh i don't want to really want to make money i just want to impact people then you're not going to be in in business very long business is all about making sales it's about helping people and making sales but man cash flow is like it's the life force of a business if you don't have cash flow you don't have a business and how do you get cash flow you have to make sales and i will tell you this right now i've learned from experience it is just as much work to sell a $1,000 product or a $5,000 product as it is to sell a $10 product. It's the same exact work. And so my question to the listeners are, would you rather make $1,000 or $10? And, um, you know, and we've experimented this cause like Jeremiah said, I come from a ministry background. So, you know, there's been times that I'm like, ah, let's just go impact, impact. And we've helped a lot of people, but you know, when it comes down to it, that the price that a person pays for your product or service is going to, to, it's going to let you know what kind of person that is. If they purchase a low ticket item from you, chances are that client is not going to be nearly as good of a client as somebody who purchases a high ticket product from you. And the beauty of high ticket, you can make way more money, you can help somebody on a deeper level, and the customer service is way easier. And here's what i found with our high ticket customers, they don't need nearly as much hand holding and they're not nearly as entitled you know, after they paid thousands, as the person who
0: paid, you know, $14. Which is so opposite of what people think. They're yeah, like, oh, they paid more, so they're going to be more entitled to want more from No, me. I mean, people, people who pay more for, the, for
1: the, the product, the service, you know, whatever it is that you're selling them, they're, they're actually so serious about this, they're ready to go. They need, they need the least amount of hand-holding from any of our clients. That's awesome. So, oh, let me tell this story right quick. I think this could bring some value to your listeners who are struggling with offering a high-ticket offer. So I've got a buddy of mine, and um, I know you guys, if you're following Jeremiah closely, you've heard about challenges, right? He teaches about challenges quite a bit. Online events, challenges. Online events, online stages, challenges. And so a buddy of mine recently, uh, he hosted an online event. It was a three-day workshop. And he was talking to me about it, and I was like, well, bro, that's great. How'd you do? And he was like... He was brand new right. He had no clue. It was his first one he's ever hosted. And he was like, "I think it did good." And I'm like, "Well, how much money did you make? How good did it do?" He's like, "Well, I made $240,000." <laughs> I was like, "What? That's amazing. How much did you spend in ads?" He's like, "I spent $17,000 in ads." I'm like, "Bro, you made 240 you made you made a quarter of a million dollars off a $17,000 investment? You crushed." And he's like, "Yeah, I, I guess it's good." I was like, "Bro, how much was your course?" He's like, "No, I didn't sell a course. I sold a high-ticket coaching, and it was twenty thousand dollars." I was like, "What? You're kidding me, bro? That's nuts!" And he said, "Yeah, I didn't know any better. Like, I didn't know you you were supposed to sell it for cheaper." And here's the craziest punchline ever. Remember, we talked about taking imperfect action. This is the question that just got me laughing the hardest. I said, "Bro." What, are, what do you include in the package that you gave him? He said, well, I've got this and that, but to be honest with you, I don't really know. I mean, I need to figure it out in the next month because every all the coaching starts next month, so I'll get it figured out. Guys, yep. he didn't even know what was in the package and That's he it. sold, however many of that is, 240, he sold like 13 or 14, $20,000 coaching packages
0: and he's he's crushing it, guys. And the biggest thing is he sold them on the result that they were going to get. So now he's going to deliver helping them get that result. And he can, he definitely can. When somebody signs up for a $5,000 coaching package with me, they get 12 hours with me and I can take you through in 12 hours, launching and scaling and growing your course business online. If you schedule, you know, a coaching session with me, we do a deep dive into that together and we're able to help you start to get more customers and sales in your business. Now, a couple more final questions here before we wrap up. I know that you're really, you've got a lot of stuff going on. You got, you have multiple businesses too that you do. But one thing that I've always really respected of you that I've not seen prevalent as much in the business world is you're a family man. And your family comes before anything else. Tell, tell the listeners a little bit about that. And how do you balance that? You know, the, one of the biggest reasons why people say, I can't build my business. Is because I have kids and my family. Yep. What would you say to that? I would say that 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 uh, struggle is absolutely
1: real for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. The struggle We're is not real. minimizing the struggle. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that you know those people are full of, you know, full of lies, and they. Of course you can. I mean, guys, it really is a balancing act. Um, but I would say this: it is doable. It just comes down to, you know, I I I prioritize my my. Well, again, I'm a spiritual guy. So I prioritize God first, then my spouse, Mm. then my kids, and then everything else Mm. in that order. And if something tries to bring my life flow out of that order, I don't do it. Because as soon as that order gets out of order, everything starts getting wobbly. I start losing grace, and I start getting into striving. So what I encourage people to do... You absolutely can build a business. You can build multiple businesses. Over the past five years, I've built probably eight or nine businesses. Um, most of them, I would say seven of them, have actually done very well. Um, we've done multiple seven figures with you know multiple of my businesses, and, and they've done good. Um, and I've done all of that with my family being first. So what I actually do is I make sure that my wife's tank is filled, my kids' tank are filled, You know, my time with God obviously is everything. And then after that, I'll come and through technology, through having, you know, a a solid vision, a solid roadmap and not being afraid to take imperfect action. I think that's one of my best strengths. I will jump into something, man, and we'll figure it out later. Um, Those few things have helped me be able to do what I've done in the past handful of years. Um, It is doable. It is a balance. But you can do it as long as you keep your family and them first.
0: You can absolutely do it. You just got to prioritize your time. And a a big part of that is too, you know, learning what to say no to sometimes. What to say yes to. Really making sure that you prioritize what you do. You know, you don't just flippantly wake up and the day happens by accident. Yep. You make sure that you're intentional about it and you're disciplined. Yep, 100%. I mean
1: my personality type is I'm, I'm a go-getter. I'm a self-starter. I'm a go-getter. I'm always fired up. And you know, it's interesting. I I don't, I'm not a big coffee drinker. I'm not against it. I just don't need it because I'm, I'm fired up. So I'm excited to, you know, connect with God, with my, with my family and then go Mm -hmm. bring some value to the world. And I think that alone, you know, in, in that order that I said earlier, it can really empower you to be able to, to make some good strides in what you're doing in your business. And how important is having conviction about that in your priorities? Oh, it's it's extremely important. It's everything. And honestly, like I said earlier, if something is coming into my into my radar that is trying to pull that, that, that order out of order, I don't do it. And honestly, I'm at the point in my life, I don't mind telling people no. I don't care what they think about me. I don't care if... They misunderstand me at first. Um, I don't care if I... Here's here's how I would say it. I would much rather appear flaky to everybody else and be solid for my family than to appear flaky to my family and solid for everybody else. Whoa. So that
0: right there is is a big, big unlock for my philosophy on how I do all this stuff. That's incredible. Any final thoughts that you want to share just to encourage people, you know... They, they say I don't have the time I don't have the knowledge I'm not technically savvy I I but they have a desire they have a great product they have a great idea they have a great vision really they don't struggle for a lack of that but they struggle with that execution
1: yeah I think I just want to encourage everybody to go for it because uh, you know a baby who falls up what a baby who's learning how to walk and falls over 50 times a day doesn't go oh man maybe walking's not for me you know like it's all about mindset. It's all about going for it. And, you know, uh, one of the reasons I come we're able to do what we do so quickly is because I'm not afraid of failing. And, you know, if we fail, then, then let's get back up and let's do it again. Because I know as, as fast as we can fail is as fast as we can learn. So and the only way that you're going to fail is to try. So you just got to get out there, man. Just go for it and understand you're going to take a couple of punches in the mouth here and there sometimes. But those those are actually the things that are going to qualify you to become successful as long as you don't give up. I think that's the biggest thing. So just go and go out there, take action,
0: guys. Awesome. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for sharing your pearls of wisdom with everybody. Thanks so much for having me on the podcast, guys. Really awesome. appreciate it, Jeremiah. Connect with Rick uh, at Rick Pino, R-I-C-K-P-I-N-O on all the social media platforms. Yep. Have a good one, everybody. That was an incredible interview. There's so much meat in there to digest and think on to help you build your business, to help you become a more successful course creator or coach without having to sacrifice what's important. Listen, if you're somebody that wants to take your business to the next level and you want one-on-one coaching with me, send me a direct message, an email, or comment on my social media and let's talk about what that looks like. We can schedule a free discovery call with you to help you decide, is coaching the right fit for me? So send me that message, Let me know if you're ready to get started coaching together and we'll talk soon, everybody. Have a good one.